0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You give me one shot here on a blue chip stock. Believe me, Kevin, the only problem you're going to have is that you didn't buy more. Nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down,
1: sideways, or in circles.
0: What's going on, NBA Draft fans? Your boys are back. The Wolves of Ball Street, your favorite draft analyst, favorite draft analyst. It's your dudes from the Draft Act NBA Draft Show on the No Ceilings NBA Draft podcast feed. My name is Corey Tulliba, and I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Albert Garbage Time. Gim, Albert, how are we doing today?
1: We're uh, we're doing good. Uh, We're doing well. Um, It's March Madness. It's the best time of the year uh, for our listeners and for us. And... um, What's more exciting than having somebody who's actually part of March Madness join us for a pod today? So I'm I'm extremely excited and um I'll let you get to it, Corey. Hell yeah. Like very big
0: time guest today as we roll into March Madness. We got Colby Jones from uh Xavier, uh junior forward, 20 years old, listed at 6'6, 205. Um About 34 minutes per game this year, 15.2 points per game, 5.4 rebounds, 4.3 assists, uh, 1.4 steals, and a half a block. Shooting 52% from the field, 38% from the uh, three-point line, 67% from the free-throw line. True shooting percentage of 59.2. Big-time numbers. Colby, how are you doing today, man? Thank you for joining the show.
2: I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to be on, and thank you all for having me
0: we're We're very excited to have you have you on. We've been doing this with uh, a few players and um we're excited to dive into your game because I know at no ceilings we think that you're you're a known commodity at this point, but we think that you're being slept on as far as as your value and um so we're really excited to kind of dive in, pick your brain and and um yeah, dive into the film so uh before we start. For somebody who hasn't really watched you, who isn't familiar yet, how would you describe your game?
2: Uh, I just want to win, so I'm going to do whatever it takes on the court, and I feel like that um, kind of shows my game. I feel like I do a lot of different things uh, from the wing position. Um, I like to facilitate. I like to get my teammates involved, and um, I just play hard, so I feel like those things pretty much describe me.
0: Yeah, and I was at the game on Thursday at Madison Square Garden. You had a huge second half. And mm-hmm. you did so many little things that kind of led that comeback. So I, I think that's, you know, a really accurate description of your game. And, um, you know, there's this website called Bart uh on the internet that you could do some really fun statistical queries with by going over, you know, the stats that any prospect puts up and you can compare them to other players all the way back to 2008. Um, so we're going to bring that up because I think it shows... The versatility in your game. um For people that have players that have had a usage over 20, an effective field goal percentage over 57, true shooting percentage over 59, assist percentage over 20, block percentage over one and a half, steal percentage over two, shooting five three pointers per 100 possessions, playing for a high major, there are five players since 2008 who have done that. It's Tyrese Halliburton, James Harden. Lonzo Ball, Derek White, and Colby Jones. So that's pretty good company to be in um <laughs> as far as guys who have a well-rounded, versatile game. Uh, so just wanted to throw that up there before we actually break down your film and and talk about you as a prospect yeah, sounds and, good. And, you know, yeah.
1: and And just to follow up, Kobe, just off of what Corey was saying, I think. you mentioned right you care about winning you care about playing hard you care about all these things and kind of naturally what we can get from what you're saying is it you're pretty versatile right and that's something that i wrote about in my piece as well when i was breaking down your game whether it's on the offensive side of the ball with your ball handling passing shooting scoring whatever on the defensive side as well versatility is something that i think is a great word to characterize your game do you think you can speak to how versatility like how you got to becoming such a versatile player is that something that you've always focused on or were you just naturally just kind of into doing literally whatever it takes to win
2: uh yeah I feel like I've just always played this way like growing up just trying to do whatever it takes to win I feel like that I've always had that in me and um yeah throughout high school I feel like I kind of had a similar style of play
0: yeah and uh, yeah and Look, when you're we're looking at NBA prospects and especially especially guys who play out on the wing, that versatility is the name of the game in the NBA right now. Like you look at guys, the, the guard positions are upsizing and, you know, NBA teams are looking for guys who could do a little bit of dribble, pass, shoot, defend. And that's the name of your game. Um, so I, I think that, you know, at your position, you're, you're not necessarily a, a point guard, but you could really pass the ball. And uh, I want to look at a little bit of how you operate out of the pick and roll. Um, I think that <clears throat> you do a really good job of hitting your roll man. Always. I think your ball placement stands out. So when, when you're operating out of ball screens, what are kind of the things that you're reading from the defense?
2: Uh, first off, I'm just seeing where my man is at. If he's on top of me or is he's trailing me. So um, that's really the first thing I look at to see if I can get downhill. And then the next is seeing where the big is at. So if he's going to play up on me, my roadman is most likely going to be open. Um, and if he's sagging off, that's where I know I have room to operate, either for a pull-up or try to get to my floater.
0: Yeah, and right here, the tag man is a little late. He's a little small, so you know you can kind of throw it up in the air, and and that's a pretty easy uh, finish there. Um, and it just seems like, you know, especially with, uh, with Nunji, like you just have such good chemistry with him yeah. out a ball screens, um, you know, how, how has that developed over the years? Um, Yeah, just I feel like
2: just getting a ton of reps in with him in practice all going all the way back to last year. And, um, yeah, it helps that he can definitely shoot the ball so he can switch it up. He can either pop or he can roll. So I think just being on the same page is something that we've been big on, and I feel like it definitely pay, it pays its dividends during the games.
1: Yeah, and, I, I, and go ahead, Albert. Sorry no i think it's interesting just because like as you mentioned right this pick and roll stuff is awesome but something that i highlighted in my piece about you is that your entry passes right into the post are excellent as well and just it goes back to exactly what Corey just said right the timing the angles that you take um the touch on your passes all that stuff is fantastic have you always been like a natural passer or is this something that you've really been working on
2: um i wouldn't say like growing up i was a great passer i feel like just um in high school, I, I moved onto the ball more, just having the ball in my hands more. So, um, I feel like definitely have something I've worked on, especially over the past few years up in here at, in college. So, yeah, definitely trying to add that more and more to my game.
0: Yeah, and again, I, going back, your the ball placement. I think a lot of guys who come off ball screens and and try to make passes, they they don't hit their their roller or their shooters at you know at an angle in which it's making their life easier. And one of the things I notice about your passes is you just you're always you know giving them options um, in a way that makes their life easier. You're also you know pretty tall for a guy who run can run a pick and roll. Like how much does like your height help you kind of when you know maybe you got two coming at you on the ball?
2: Oh yeah, it definitely helps being able to see see over defenders or just be able to see around defenders because you really don't want to be throwing a blind pass. Just when turnovers happen. So um, just to be able
0: to see see a little bit more of the floor definitely helps out a lot absolutely and i think going back to to these pick and rolls something that you've been doing this year i think with confidence is it seems like now you're shooting the thing pretty confidently right and you know when when you're looking at scouts like and they say go under they can't really do that anymore because you're willing to make them pay um how much has your confidence grown as a shooter this year uh, definitely a lot.
2: I mean, just um, with Coach Miller just telling me he wants me to shoot every open shot that I have, and then um, just getting a ton of reps in, ton of reps in during the summer. I feel like it's just um, it's definitely coming along a lot better, and um I definitely have a lot of confidence shooting it.
1: What, um, Kobe? I wanted to ask with Coach M- Miller coming in, and you know. You're you have a lot of the ball and you had a lot more of the ball in your hands and you're taking more shots, doing a lot of the playmaking. What was that relationship like building that with Coach Miller? Because, you know, you come in with a different coach and, you know, things can change. But that dynamic overall of building that trust with him, how, what, what was that process like for you and for Coach?
2: Um, yeah, I mean, just when he got the job, we he came in, we sat down, we talked and he was just telling me that he wanted me to be the leader of the team and then have the ball in my hand and then tough moments, tough situations. So, um, just, that's it's, that started off the trust for me right then. And then, um, mm. you know, we started practicing and everything he said, it was true. Like, I know I figured, I felt like I had the ball a lot more in my hands in practice. And then that just gave me more confidence. So, I mean, yeah, it started off early on, right. When he got the job.
0: What's, uh, your mindset right now? I mean, this is what you guys have been working towards this whole season, right? Like, how locked in are you going forward for for this tourney? How excited are you? Is is there a piece of you like, you know, as a little kid, you dream of moments like this. Right. Like so. So what is your your thought process going into the tournament?
2: I mean, I'm feeling I'm just feeling like a lot of emotions. Like I'm excited, a little bit nervous, but I'm, I'm just ready yeah. to go in there, and show out me and my team go out there and show up, make a big run. So, um, yeah, we're all excited. We're all locked in. We're all we all know what's at stake, so um, we're all just trying to bring our best, play our best in the tournament,
1: (laughs) dude. I can't, I honestly, it's still pretty crazy that we're talking to you right now, like right before the tournament. I'm sure, like you just said, there's so many different emotions and thoughts going through your head, but like, I mean, just. The fact that we're talking right now, you guys are going to be a three seed is pretty incredible, but heading into the tournament, right? Um, what do you think are some like areas of focus for you guys? Things that you feel like you and the team at, at large, what are some things that you feel like you guys want to tighten up to make sure that you guys make that long run that you're talking about?
2: Uh, yeah, definitely on defense. Um, I know with our offense being so fast paced up and down, you know, we could, uh, we could slack off on that. end. So definitely um, want to lock in on that. Cause you know, um Sometimes we won't be making shots, but we still got to find out ways to win the game. So definitely that. Um, just taking care of the ball more. I know I need to do better a job with that. But as a team, we can do better as that as well. And um, I feel like just playing confident, I feel like that's when we're at our best. So we're just looking forward to do that.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I think a lot of these teams, like, you know, one, one loss, you're out, a team could get hot. And, you know, yeah. especially – uh early in in when adrenaline's going and and you know these teams who maybe feel like they aren't supposed to be here get in got to lock in on defense. Um I want to go back to an area of your game offensively that it feels like you're you're really comfortable with and that's like your little float game that you got going yeah. on. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, that feels like an area I feel like, you know, looking at prospects in your class this year, you have one of the the more reliable floaters. Um is this a shot that you've always had? Is this something that, that you've worked on and, and now you're you're kind of bringing – I mean, look at that little hostage dribble. You get it in. Boom, tear dropping in.
2: Uh, yeah. I feel like in high school is when I really uh, – really my senior years when I really started to work on that little floater in the lane. Um, just with one of my assistant coaches, actually, we used to work on that shot a ton. So I feel like ever since then I've always just had that in my game. And um, especially um, since I'm not the most athletic, I figure out a way to score in the paint. So um, I figured that was like the best shot for me. You know, I dust my go-to for real. Hmm.
1: Hey, Kobe, just to follow up on this question from Co- uh, from Corey, because. In my article, I wrote about your floater, right? And I wrote about, and one of the things that I wrote, it wasn't necessarily a critique, but something that I thought you could work on. And then maybe if anything, you could tell me if I'm wrong, but as reliable and as awesome as your floater is, I I did wonder if there were some opportunities for you to take it all the way to the rack and, you know, pick up some more fouls. If I'm wrong, you can go ahead and tell me that I'm wrong, but it's something that I noticed and I wondered, you know, is that something you're thinking about as well? Uh, yeah,
2: yeah I feel like there definitely are. But um just my reason, I feel like that's the easiest shot. And I work on that shot a lot. I have a lot of trust sure. in it. So, I mean, I'm going to shoot that shot every time I see it. For sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's it's super reliable for you. Um, and, you know, I, I think <clears throat> as maybe you go on in this tournament and as you, you know, go on in, in the NBA, you're going to be on the scattering report for it. And I think you do have opportunities sometimes to kind of alter, you know, like right here, you know, I think, and, and I'm going to play a clip after this. Um, I think you kind of have the little pull up there, like uh cowp in a deep drop. Right. And you kind of now uh, Shireman's trailing, you, you know, you're kind of feeling him to, to trail you over the screen. Right. So you, you think maybe he might be on your back. Um, but I feel like you have such a smooth stroke, especially in that little mid range area. That 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 could be a pretty, pretty deadly shot for you, uh, especially at the next level. Um, yeah. So do you know is that something that you know you you talk about sometimes? Where it almost feels like um, you want to use it more as uh, like a weapon than something that you go to every single time. Like right here, right? Like he's he's deep in a drop, right? And that's so confident. Now Shireman kind of gets caught up. He's not coming off the top so it's a little bit different coverage but i feel like this could be a deadly shot for you
2: yeah for sure i mean i'm definitely um working on that working on that now i'm definitely going to try to implement that during the summertime so um yeah i'm glad you i'm glad you brought that up because i didn't really realize (laughs) i was doing it as much as that but yeah that's definitely something i'm looking forward to add
1: (laughs) i think uh from the from the clips that we've seen it's pretty fair that uh Sharman uh, had a tough time guarding you, so. Uh, <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, and look, I, I mean, when you're good at something, <laughs> I mean, you, you want to go do yeah. it, right? So, um, and I, I think with the float game, and it's something that, we see with guards like Trey Young, Emmanuel Quickly, when you have yeah. such a devastating floater, you could also turn that into an opportunity to make plays for your teammates, and especially at the NBA level, like, you might be playing with, you know, somebody who could really get up above the rim, and when that big has to come up to play for your floater, you know, you throw that little alley-oop, and, you know, that could be um, you know, kind of a big-time weapon for for you as a passer as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm
2: definitely looking forward to adding more to my Just like more of my offensive game, I feel like just the more mature my game gets, the more reps I get, I feel like definitely add more stuff like that.
1: Yeah. And really quickly, Kobe, I think the whole reason why like I brought up what I brought before is I, I think Corey makes a good point and he brought up Emmanuel quickly, right? Me as a Nick fan, I watch quickly all the time. And the thing about quickly is when he first came into the league, he was lacking so much strength. He was lacking athleticism. So he really did rely on that floater a lot. But the one thing I'd say about your game is you have ridiculous strength. I mean, Corey went to see <laughs> yeah. you live at MSG and he texted us and he's like, bro uh this, Kobe Jones is gigantic right so you have that upper body strength so was was just thinking that you know and just to follow up on what I was saying before I, mm. I feel like because you're so strong and you know you may not be an elite, elite athlete but you are athletic and I feel like there might be opportunities there whether it's pulling up in the mid-range like Corey talked about or taking it all the way picking up fouls and then who knows you know maybe your average goes up four or five points per game so we just wanted yeah. to throw that in there Yep. Yeah
0: yeah i mean i i will say i was on the i was on the court while you were warming up um and i, I was like you've been putting work in in the weight room <laughs> how's how has uh how has your body kind of evolved from you know your your freshman year till today has that been a you know a big area of focus for you
2: oh uh, yeah definitely um just to be able to like hold my own in the league i know coming in as freshman, playing against people that's three four years older than you so um that they, that, that definitely has its advantages. Um, but yeah, freshman year, sophomore year. So now I feel like this past time I really took a big, big stride in the weight room, just making those gains. Um, we got a new strength coach this off season. So I feel like he definitely, um, emphasized that to me and, um, all my teammates as well. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Next level, you know, you might be on a switch or something defensively and like, you know, you're guarding LeBron or something, you know? So, so that strength is, is a big time, big time aspect. And, you know, talking about a guy like LeBron going back to your offense for a second, like you might be playing off a guy like LeBron, you might be playing off of Luka Doncic or, or Trey or these guys who have the ball in their hands. And I I think going back to your shooting again, um, you've proven that, you know, you can space the floor and, and make an impact without having the ball in, in your hands. Um, and and I think that that kind of spot up shooting, that quick shooting. I mean, this is a contested shot, and you're shooting it confidently. That's that's a big time skill for for a guy like you coming in, especially early, where you know part of your appeal is being able to play with the ball in your hands. But like you said, you're gonna be playing next to somebody who's maybe making two hundred million dollars to do that. So, yeah. um, you know how how you know much do you focus on? just knocking down spot up shots and and being able to you know take advantages off of that attack closeouts and and get downhill and make use of that versatility in your game you know make passes off of it um how much do you work on that kind of stuff uh
2: every day i mean every day i'm getting in shooting reps tons of reps um just try to get more confident in my side um and my mechanics so um yeah, I mean, just to be able to do different stuff in my game, not play play off the ball, attack out, stuff like that, because I yeah. feel like when I'm hitting shots, it's when um, a lot more of my game opens up. So, yeah, oh, I feel yeah. Like it helps
1: out a lot. Kobe, can I ask about the mechanics mechanics specifically, just because, like, Corey, Corey's a big shot doctor. You know, he's a big nerd when it comes like he knows all the technical stuff about that, but i was I was wondering with your shot specifically, what were some of the mechanics that you were working on like you know some guys they work on their base and their foundation some of them work on like you know ironing out a hitch or whatever what were some uh, the mechanical things that you worked on in terms of your shot specifically from outside
2: um really just my uh, a lot of times my freshman and sophomore year I would talk, I would really catch it like more of a hop or like when I'm standing still and then I just passed on, I really tried to change it to one, two step every time. And I feel like that's helped me just like rhythm wise. So that's definitely like the main thing I worked on all summer.
0: Yeah. And it, and it looks smooth now. Um, I mean, you know, I took video, uh, and warmups and I was like, that's a shooter. That's a shooter. Um, and, and this is, this is what happens, uh, when guys got to guard you out there, right? Like a little pump fake, get to the rack. Uh, and that kind of stuff, opening up your driving is, is big time, uh, because that where you're going baseline, um, now you can make use of yourself as a passer as well. Uh, right. Uh, and, and those kind of like advanced reads, uh, you know, those are the reads that NBA teams want to see because that, those are the reads that kind of create the scramble situations where, you know, now everybody's running out to the shooters. Cause in the NBA, you know, you got guys that are shooting 40% making, you know, a hundred million dollars. Their only job is to shoot. So, um, yeah. at, when, when you're, you know, making use of this, you're getting downhill. Uh, is, is this kind of passing feel something that comes naturally where you could see the weak side of the floor, uh, or is that kind of stuff that you had to, you know, get in the film room and, and kind of realize where everybody is? Or is or is it just something that you've kind of always had in your bag there? Yeah, I feel like I've always
2: had that. Um, just really reading where the next two defenders are that I might be able to see. If they're not there, then that's when I make my reads. So, I mean, I feel like I've always had that pretty much. So.
0: Yeah, and I, I mean, I think sometimes you can kind of tell when guys have a natural – uh, ability to pass the ball, natural feel like this is an absolute dime. Like the timing on that, the timing precision, secondary break, um, and the trust in your teammates. So I, I mean, your teammates trust that if they move, you're going to find them um, as well, right? So how ha- how big is you know having that trust with your teammates, knowing that you know if you guys all play as a unit, everybody's gonna win.
2: Uh yeah, it's definitely huge. And I feel like with having an older team like we we have our starting five, we all know how to move without the ball. We know we're all gonna find each other. So just having that trust is is key and that's why I feel like we've had um such a good season sharing the ball. So yeah.
0: Yeah, one one last pass. Uh it, it doesn't seem crazy, but again, it's like the, the placement of it. Is stuff mm. that I, I think is really impressive. Cause at the next level, especially any, I mean, obviously like you're playing teams like Villanova, like you need every second you can get um, a lot of guys who make this pass. They'll, they're going to pass it to their teammate before the, like you're passing ahead to the spot, right? Like he's running mm. to almost like a receiver, a quarterback to a receiver. Yeah. Um, so this is just really great ball placement. Um, and a really impressive if uh read.
1: Learn more at marines.com.
0: Uh, I, I want to transition to to defense for because I, I think that as versatile as you are offensively, I think you've shown some real versatility on the other side of the ball as well. Uh, how many positions do you think you're going to be able to guard at the next level? Uh, I think
2: like I'll be able to guard four positions. Um I feel like I've been doing that at every level my whole life through AAU, um, high school, college. So I feel like that's something I feel like will translate.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and honestly, we're gonna have uh, even a, a possession on on a big. Uh, but first, I want to uh, pull up a clip. This is on Malachi Branham. This is last year, uh, but you know Malachi's having a lot of success with the Spurs right now. And I think you do a really good job. Use your body and give me that shit. <laughs> like uh your, your, your timing on that. Uh Again, it comes back to your timing, your IQ, your feel. Um, What are you, you know, how are you approaching guarding a scorer like Malachi Branham in these situations where you're kind of on an island?
2: Uh definitely want to not give him not too much space, but enough space where I know I'll be able to trust my feet and be able to stay in front of him. Because you don't want him just having those easy shots like that. And then, um, when I get them driving, that's why I know I'll be able to hit them with my chest, try to bump them back a little bit, and then, um, yeah, just go from there. Yeah,
1: yeah that's you know, that sorry,
0: yeah, no, the playing with your chest, I think, is um, a really underrated defensive skill. Like, you look at a guy like Davion Mitchell, he's so good at that. Um, and when you have that physical strength to play with your chest, a lot of times you're bumping the offensive player off their spot a little bit. And that's when you actually can kind of reach in and, and kind of, you know, poke away loose balls uh, and whatnot. But here's another defensive possession where you're, you are showing that strength. Um, He's as at Brandon Armstrong. I mean, he's, he's going to post you up as a coach. I'm sure you're going to live with that all day, right? Like a fall away mid range shot. Um, How do you approach guarding, up and 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 like bigger stronger guys like this
2: uh definitely want to try and get lower just have more of a better base and then i've really got to be real physical with them especially if they're trying to post me up and um i know that bit, most bigs don't like you um do like going lower when you're boxing out so i feel like that's a something i look, i'll do when i'm boxing out big
1: so kobe something that i wanted to ask first off you know everything that corey said about your strength is you see it on the tape, right? Like you really do get your chest into guys. And that's why, like, when I wrote about you, it kind of reminded me a little bit of a guy like Josh Hart. Like Josh Hart does a really great job of using his strength and his upper body to keep people in front of him. But uh, one thing that I'm sure you know, and I don't know how much you're thinking about it now, but in the NBA, you know, there's obviously more space and there are some really quick guards that you're going to have to go against and longer, Mm -hmm. shifty, athletic wings. How do you feel like, I mean, obviously... I don't know if you're thinking about it, but do you feel like there's going to be a big adjustment moving up to the NBA? And what do you think like your skill sets, like with the current skill sets that you have, how do you think that adjustment is going to be like for you specifically?
2: I mean, jumping from any level competition is definitely going to be some adjustment. Like there was for me going into yeah. high school, going into college. So I feel like, everything will be an adjustment for me, just, like, the speed, the size, the physicality of it. But um, I feel like once I get my feet, uh, like, my feet, my mind just to the speed of the game, I feel like I'll be able to translate everything that I'm doing now just because of, like, how hard I play and um, the mindset I have when I'm playing.
0: Yeah, 100%. I mean, look, it, from JV to varsity to – college to, to the NBA that speed is you know always the, the biggest adjustment and when talking about speed and defending I want to know what your mindset is when you have to chase around a guy like Jordan Hawkins all over the floor it looks like you guys are playing tag um, <laughs> <laughs> how do you prepare for that you know let's say in practice uh, or walkthrough or whatever because you know this is a, a kind of a specialty it's, it's hard it's to prepare for. for what's your mindset like going into this
2: um just chase 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 don't want him to get off a clean look coming off a screen um and yeah as far as practice just running through pads chasing chasing around scout team so um yeah i mean chasing a shooter like that you got to be on his hip at all times
1: <laughs> I, I imagine i imagine kobe before a game like this you're probably thinking shit i'm definitely gonna get my cardio in today
2: <laughs> nah yeah that was that game was
0: crazy Chasing because right? he moved he moves off so many screens it's, it's just like non-stop nah, and i mean he definitely got loose a couple of times that's to be expected right but i you made his life tough um and i love this next clip here um because it kind of shows like again your your iq and your feel here like great closeout. he gets it back and now you know his weakness is kind of driving to his left hand like finishing Mm -hmm. towards his left right so even when he goes and gets the ball back out on the perimeter you're forcing him uh into a position in which he's uncomfortable. So I, it's a, a hell of an assignment when you got to guard somebody like that. And and there are definitely guys like that in the league, but you definitely, you know, did your best to, to make him work. And I think that's when you are guarding these guys who are the focus of the scout, right? Like you probably know, like, all right, these guys are going to get loose. They're going to get theirs every now and then I got to make them work.
2: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, with him, we you know, our scout was, he's a shooter. Don't let him try to get off shots. So, um, my job was really just to run him off the line. And um, we I knew I had help coming back side. Um, and yeah, we just wanted to make him finish and definitely going to his left was a strong suit for us.
1: You know, Kobe, I, I do want to say I feel like you generally, like even in this clip, I think you do a really good job of, number one, using your strength to kind of stay in front of them, foot speed as well. Um, I, I feel like it, obviously, I don't know if you've ever measured your wingspan, but it seems like your wingspan is pretty long. And I think you do a really good job of staying vertical, vertical like that. Um, what are some of the? I don't know. Me not being a D one basketball player, but what are some of the, the like the major principles that the coaching staff is trying to really kind of ingrain in you guys defensively? Like, what are those key principles that they really care about that you feel like you know that you you've kind of taken in and you've embraced this season?
2: Uh, really, um, I hit them with your chest on the drives, um, hands out. I really try to not do that because I know like refs, once like bump, they'll call a foul on that. So just really just show your chest, show your hands. And um, like when we're contesting shots, stay vertical, don't slap down. And um, just little things like that, I feel like they add up because we do repetition every day. And I feel like it's, it's helped out a lot.
0: What are what are the team principles on on ball screens? Like, are are you guys trying to to ice it? Um, you know, what, how do you guys guard ball screens?
2: Um, so we normally play drop. Sometimes with the four, we'll we'll switch. But um, as far as guards, we used to be able to like show trail and then whip. So go under. Mm-hmm. But um, we've kind of went away from that just because we realized um, with all our guards just going over the ball screens and forcing into a veer we've been better that 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 way uh, this last half of the season so we've just been going over all ball screens pretty much
0: yeah I I think when you go over you know a a lot of times it it makes guards think right like you know they 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 getting over and and they could feel you um you know coming over right uh I I think this is good this is like a little Miami action right like I, I think you do a great job here like of that exact principle, right? Like getting over that, coming off that handoff uh, and getting back into the play uh, on the trail and, and getting a hand in, in a contest. And, you know, this is a, a, an action they, they run in the NBA all the time. So um, when, when you are run through like uh, these off ball actions into, you know, a ball screen like that, um, you know, how, how focused, like what's your mindset when knowing that, that, that screen is going to come, uh, you know and you're kind of already in motion there
2: uh yeah really. i'm just thinking all out trail try to get over the screen try to stay as close as possible because i know that guard uh that player specific he's a good shooter so i didn't want him to be able to get an easy look come off that screen so um, yeah that's pretty much my mindset chasing those uh those zooms like that yeah um uh
0: 100 percent uh i i think one thing that happens sometimes and this is you know uh Kind of a normal, I, I think, thing that happens uh, in, in basketball is I, I, there are times you get kind of stuck on the screen. Um, mm-hmm. Now, I, I think one of the cool things about doing these kind of things and getting to to pick your brain is uh, so much of defending a ball screen like this is communication. Like, um, how much do, are your bigs talking to you in in this scenario? Like, uh, are are you thinking that you're gonna are you supposed to cheat this and and kind of go over you know? beat him to the spot are you supposed to go under when the screen is is so high up like that how are you guys kind of supposed to to guard this uh yeah
2: uh, yeah our bigs are talking all the time um definitely sometimes it's definitely hard to hear especially if it's far out like screen like that yeah but um yeah it's definitely um my ball pressure is not really good right there so that's why i got clips on the screen right like that but i feel like ball pressure helps out a lot you uh, know sometimes when you're slacking ball pressure like that right there. That's what happens when you get caught on the, on the screen. So that's definitely something I need to – I'm working on. But, yeah, it's it's a good – it's a big relationship with bigs and guards on the ball screens because um, that's, that's the name of the game.
0: Yeah, and I think you do a, a good job of kind of um, forcing the guard here. Like, you are giving good ball pressure here. Like, and you take kind of like a, a step with that left foot over the screen just in case he decides to use it, but you kind of force him baseline and then you show how good you move laterally by beating him to the spot and, and forcing the turnover. So uh, when you do put on that heavy ball pressure, I mean, you can, you can really defend. I mean, you move your feet, you get low. Like Albert said, you have that length. Um You can really be a pest on or off the ball. And and you have defended so many different, I mean, we've shown you, we saw you got, Guard a a seven footer. We saw you guard a, a guy who runs around the court, you know, miles around the court. We saw you heavy um, on ball uh, guards. I mean, it, you're a, you show your versatility this with your play this year.
1: Mm. yeah you, you know something, um, Kobe. That on our pod, Corey talks about it all the time. We get these guys that you just watch them play, and they kind of just do everything right on the floor and it makes you wonder like, oh, okay. Uh, like it's something that Corey will call like a coach's son. Like the guy who just always does the right thing and is always in the right places watching you on defense. I kind of got that same sense. And I, which is one of the reasons why I decided to write about you. Cause it just felt like you're always in the right spot. You're always doing, given everything that you had defensively, just wanted to ask you personally, like defense, when I watch you play, it feels like number one, you care. And I think that's a pretty simple, um, a, um, observation to make but it feels like it, it's something that you take a lot of pride in so just want, wanted to kind of get an idea of your mentality overall on the defensive side of the ball
2: um yeah I feel like that just it's been in me since I was a little kid I knew, I knew growing up like the coaches I had they were great coaches that if I didn't play defense I wasn't playing the game so um, I feel like this is always something I took pride in and also um, just not wanting to be not wanting to get scored on. I feel like that's just more of a pride thing. And, um, yeah, I, f- I know defense wins games. And, um, and you know, someone's got to set the tone on defense. And I feel like that's what I try to do for my team each and every night.
0: Got Is there the, any uh, alpha mentality? Sorry, go ahead. Is there anybody that you're kind of looking forward to guarding at the next level? Uh, no one in particular,
2: because I know they're all great players. I know they all have... Back. I'm just, I'm just really to just go out there and guard everybody, just guard anybody that my matchup is, and I'm just excited to be able to
1: be able to play. Kobe, oh, sorry, go ahead, Corey. No, no, no. go ahead. Right, so, Corey, I mean Kobe. Wow, messing up your names now. Um, but hey, I, I know the March Madness is in front of you, and obviously we keep asking about the NBA because you know we're excited for you know that outlook and that part of your that next step in your career, but. Overall, when you look at yourself objectively, what are some areas of your game overall or whatever, or specifically even, what are some areas of growth that you feel like you want you really want to work on as you, you know, head into the pre draft stuff or you know, as you head into, you know, looking at the NBA, what are some things that you're really looking to tighten up and work on to kind of get yourself ready for that next level?
2: Uh yeah, really just working on my body, getting my body bigger, stronger, and just faster, just be able to adjust to that quickness. Um and yeah, uh my ball handling I really want it where it's really tight. Um that's something I know I can work on and improve. And uh shooting off the dribble, I feel like I can definitely add more to that to my game. And um yeah, just really just getting up a lot of reps shooting and just in general, just getting confidence in that. I feel like those are the three main
0: areas I really want to work on. And uh, yeah, I will work on in the in the off season. So yeah. All right, is there anybody who's playing in the NBA now that you, you kind of look at, you model your game after, or you watch and you say, oh, I like that, like I'm going to try to add that to my game? Uh, yeah, I've, I watched,
2: I've watched a lot of Bro- Malcolm Brogdon since I was probably a senior in college. i watched him a lot, and that's why I really uh, – I've heard a lot of comparisons between me him and watching his film. I feel like we do have a lot of in common, so um, that's definitely one guy I've had in, my, in my mind
0: for sure. That's a great. That's a uh, a great name and a great guy to emulate. This is, uh, t- you know, one of the most important pieces on on a championship team. And I, I think ultimately, you know, when you talk about a guy like Malcolm Brogdon and, and you like to pick stuff from his game, that list that we saw earlier, even you know his teammate Derek White, guys like that, Lonzo Ball, these these guys who are like these connective pieces. Albert mentioned Josh Hart. These are the the guys who help you win championships and uh I, I think you know that's one of the reasons i you have a an opportunity in, in the coming weeks to to win one in, in march madness and and i oh. think that you're gonna, you're gonna be a guy who does this and, and teams are are looking to you know looking at um at the next level in a big way as well so you know we usually end um our shows with a segment called uh sell me this pen where you know we kind of do like a, a little elevator pitch, like a little minute, thirty second to a minute elevator pitch on a prospect. Um, if you were, you know, talking to an NBA team, how would you sell them on on yourself?
2: Uh, I'm a winner. I'm going to do whatever it takes to win, no matter what. Um, I have a I have a good drive. I'm never going to stop working, um, and I'm just I'm just for the team. I'm going to do whatever you need me to do. Um, I can do multiple things. I can go in multiple positions um, and yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, Kobe, before we go, I, w- I wanted to add, and this is something that I want to start asking all the prospects that we talk to because uh, I've been big sneaker head my whole life and I love watching like the different shoes that you guys wear on court and off court too. So my question to you, is simple favorite on court shoe right now and favorite off court shoe.
2: Favorite on-court shoes, probably pair of Kyrie's I have. The blue, the royal blue shoes. I say they're my favorite just because I've been wearing them a ton because they're the most comfortable on my feet. Mm. So I'd say those. And then um, off-court, I have a pair of vapes I I I really like. They're like light blue and royal blue, so they really match my color. So those are probably my favorite. Or... Or my Black Cat 4s. Those are probably, I like
1: those. So, yeah, it's probably my top two. Well, the Black Cat 4s are back in right now. So, good choice, man. Good
0: choice. Really, you can't go wrong with any four. Um, (laughs) All right. I mean, look, man. uh, We're really excited to watch you. uh, Hopefully have a a very deep tournament run. Um, We're big fans of your game. Thank you for coming on here and chopping it up with us. And, uh, you know, good luck the rest of the way with your season.
2: Thank you, man. I appreciate it.